TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. We're back. Hour number three. The Club for Common Sense reconvenes after the news. And we do provide that sanctuary of sanity for all of you. In this mad, 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 mad world. On appointment radio, 9 to noon each day. Otherwise known as the Bob Cordaro Show. Passover at sundown, and I hope our Jewish friends do not mind the songs that the Goy picked out for this uh, celebration, or anticipation of this celebration. We honor today veterans we lost at the end of March, very early April. Nelson Clymer, Whitehaven. United States Marine Corps E3 Rifleman. Louis D'Angelo McAdoo, U.S. Army during the Vietnam area. Daniel Mott, Nuremberg, U.S. Army, Vietnam, 1968 to 1970. Joseph Martaccio, Hazelton, U.S. Air Force, 64 to 68. He was a staff sergeant. 201st Red Horse Flight with the PA Air National Guard. Our, our forever thanks to you and your families. So we're talking about the Trump indictment, and we're going to get into it. Um, so many interesting texts. This this is a this is one to tee up because uh, Attorney Brian Kelly, former federal prosecutor, is on the phone to discuss it all. And they say, just listen to Paula D's news. I haven't read the indictment. Yet, but I'm confused. How did Donald Trump interfere with the 2016 election? Because remember, that's the theory. He defrauded the voters in the 2016 election. If the charges and the bookkeeping took place in February and March and April of 2017. Excellent question. And we're joined now by Brian Kelly. I told you Brian made his bones with the federal... uh, prosecutor's office in San Diego and Boston. His career culminated in prosecutions that were historic uh, for both the Big Dig and Whitey Bulger. And Brian's with us now. Uh, Brian Kelly, welcome. Hey, Bob. How are you today? I'm fantastic. It's so good to have you back. Well, you've had a chance to look at the indictment. You've had a chance to hear the going-ons. Just give us your thoughts. Well, I mean, from my perspective, as a, as a former prosecutor, it's really kind of an embarrassment that a local DA would bring a charge like this. It's really flimsy. It, it, I would say it's a joke, but, you know, the stakes are too serious to say it's a joke. 
uh, you know, these are misdemeanors masquerading as a felony because, uh, you know, in, in, in New York, it's a misdemeanor fault to falsify a business record. But the problem for the DA is that there's a two-year statute of limitations. You have to bring a charge within two years if it's a misdemeanor. He can't do that because this conduct was back in 2018. So what does he do? He tries to pretend uh, this is felony conduct by saying the falsification of the business records relate to some other crime, which is our felony. He never specifies what that other crime is and leaves everyone confused as to, well, what's the felony that this uh, business records were falsified for? He doesn't say. And so he's trying, and this is a guy who, as I understand it, 50% of his cases, he breaks them down from the felony to a misdemeanor. He goes soft on the real (laughs) criminal, and then he's doing the opposite to Trump. He's trying to uh, upgrade a misdemeanor that's out of statute, that is, that can't be prosecuted because it's over two years old. He's trying to upgrade a misdemeanor to a felony on (laughs) on a former president of the United States, whether you like the guy or not. It's lunacy to have some local hack bringing charges like this. Um, you know, if, if they're going to bring a charge like this against a former president, they should be far more serious, and it, sh- it shouldn't be from some local DA who's trying to get himself elected as governor. Now, uh, the indictment, you mentioned the indictment, and I, I read through it, and I'm sure you did too. They don't list any particular, they don't list the crime that, moves these uh, multiple uh, outdated charges, the misdemeanors, to the felony status. And I, my understanding of New York State is he's got 15 days by statute to file a bill of particulars which will outline what those are. The judge can give him up to 30 days. Well, okay, but if, I mean, 15 days or 30 days is really not that much. So uh, if they're going to have to do that anyway, they should have done it up front yeah. in the indictment to give the defendant notice of what charged with. It's a basic concept. And, you know, in the federal system, at least, the defense would immediately do two things. They'd move to dismiss it as being legally insufficient because they're essentially still misdemeanors and therefore out of statute of limitations and failing that. Uh, a bill of particulars would be requested to say, okay, what's the violation you're charging me with? How can I defend myself if it's this ever-moving target about what the so-called felony uh, could be? It's crazy. Brian, now there's two other investigations, and I want to get into them a little bit. One is an equal sham, which is Georgia, Fulton County, Georgia, Another left-wing lunatic district attorney, another Soros district attorney, who's looking at Donald Trump for saying to an election official, find me the votes. One statement on a phone call listened to and, and, and with 20 people on it. I mean, have, have you looked at that? Is, is, are we going to crazyville here? I haven't looked at that uh, very closely. Uh, you know, I mean, certainly one could say, listen, there should be a lot of absentee uh, votes out there because you find some votes. It's yeah. not saying go and try to um, overturn the election results. So that's very weak, and I think that could that ultimately would be in front of a jury if it's a factual dispute. That's part of the problem for yeah. Trump. If these become factual disputes, well, the jury decides factual disputes um, at the trial, which is a long way away. 
Legal deficiencies like in New York can be decided by the judge or an appellate court early, much earlier. Um, but it does seem, and nobody can really say with a straight face, that this guy would be getting charged with these things if he wasn't who he was. If he was just Joe, the average citizen, yeah. um, none of this would be happening to him. Or if he had retired and said, listen, I'm not running again, I'm done, they would have left him alone. But they're using the criminal justice system to target him, which is really unfortunate, and it's going to breed a lot of pessimism about our system. So now there's the third case, and what most people are saying is the more uh, the, the case that is more fraught with danger uh, for Donald Trump, and that is the special prosecutor named by Merrick Garland. And yep. I don't know if you've run across this guy, but they say he's, he's serious as a heart attack, and he's dangerous, and he's an activist. I don't know about the activist part, but it's certainly deadly serious if you've got a special counsel funded by uh, the federal government who can look at you as long as he wants. And, you know, these classified documents, there's no dispute, I guess, that some of them were in Trump's residence. And then the questions surrounding on how they were handled, um, who knows what they're going to find. But in the federal system, you can use a grand jury to investigate. So you can drag people in front of a grand jury uh, and make Which apparently on Good Friday, know. on Good Friday, a number of Trump's assigned Secret Service agents are being called in uh, to that grand jury. Right, and if people refuse to testify in front of a grand jury, the federal government can get a grant of immunity from a court, and therefore your Fifth Amendment privileges supplanted no longer exist because you can't incriminate yourself. So that's how they get reluctant witnesses to testify if the reluctant witness says, no, 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 I'm concerned about my Fifth Amendment privileges, they have to get an immunity order. So I don't know if that's being done. I suspect it is. If there are people who are unwilling to just testify and maybe put themselves in harm's way, uh, they'll refuse. But then that can be... that that can be avoided by, by the federal government uh, by getting immunity orders. Uh, we're talking with former federal prosecutor, career federal prosecutor Brian Kelly. Uh, Brian, I've, we've heard theories postulated on that specific case, the documents case, that by Trump's lawyers misrepresenting that he had these documents at various times, at least once, but maybe more than once that it's obstruction of justice. Does that make a, meet a smell test? Well, if the lawyers are knowingly misleading people, the lawyers can be in trouble too. Uh, but, you know, Trump can turn around and say, well, I have an advice of counsel defense. My lawyers, who I hired to give me sound legal advice, told me X, Y, and Z, and I followed it. And that's a little different from if the lawyers are affirmatively misrepresenting things uh, that they know to be false. Well, how about if it's information from there? How about if it's theoretically information from Trump himself? Hey, we gave you everything we have, and the lawyers go forth and say it. I I can only imagine the the dynamic between Trump and his lawyers, but I could imagine Trump's in the driver's seat. So he tells them, hey, (laughs) you know, he says, hey, I don't have anything that these people can want. Yeah, well, I think that's a totally different story. If That's different. If they don't actually know it's false and they're just reporting to the federal government, look, our client tells us X, um, you know, that's not obstruction of justice by the lawyers. No, but is it by Trump? Potentially. Well, you know, um, 
I mean, in, in addition, they let them in the they let them in the room. They let the FBI in the room to look at the documents previously, uh, previous to the raid. So I, I, it, it's well, a yeah, murky look, case. If he's, to, if he's telling his lawyers to affirmatively lie to the, the feds, and it's material, it has to be, it has to match the material to an issue in dispute. If he's telling them to say the room is blue when it's green, who cares? It's not material. If he's deliberately t- feeding false information to them uh, about something that matters, i.e., do you have any documents? If he's telling them, tell them no, tell them no, and he does, well, he's got a problem. Um, now, now they're pursuing it, as I am reading and, and hearing, under the Espionage Act, not the Presidential Records Act, which I guess doesn't have criminal consequences within the act itself. Uh, man, that sounds like a stretch, <laughs> especially if the documents haven't been violated. Right, right. It does seem like a stretch. But frankly, what you get back to now is all of the subsequent stuff is going to be seen in the light of this first indictment, which is a joke. The, the, you know, this purely partisan DA has brought a flimsy indictment that should never have been brought. And whatever the merits or anything in the future are against Trump, people are going to think it's all partisan now. Yeah. And it, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But this first indictment is so stupid, um, it, it's surprising that the powers that be uh, let the, the local DA go forward with it. Well, uh, Brian Kelly, uh, we appreciate you coming on today. We hope you'll keep up with these two cases, well, these three cases, uh, so that we can check back in with you and uh, get your opinions and your thoughts as they develop. You got it. Glad to help. All right. Brian Kelly, former federal prosecutor. Thank you. We'll take this break. We're going to be back. A bunch of you on the line. We'll get to you as soon as I come back. Passover sundown today. 2018, you heard it. It was a little faint, but that was this date in 2018. And good catch. By Johnny, President Trump made his first public comments about the Stormy Daniels situation, saying he didn't know about the $130,000 payment that his personal, uh, former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, made to the porn actress who alleged she had an affair with Trump. Yeah. Uh, no matter how you look at it, talking, <laughs> talk, Trump talks too much <laughs> to his detriment. And, uh, you know, it's what it is. And we're honoring today Joseph Martaccio of Hazelton, Daniel Mott of Nuremberg, Louis D'Angelo of McAdoo, Nelson Clymer of Whitehaven, all veterans we lost at the end of March, early April. We pay tribute to them and thank them. Not only, not only for their service, just for their lives. Very appreciative of them. Let's go to Kirk from Nanticoke. Hi, Kirk. How are you? I'm doing fine, Bob. How about yourself? Great day today. Well, good. I'm glad. And I just want to let you know I don't think you're mean and you're still my favorite DJ. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bob, you know, it's funny. I listen to these people talk and, um, I, you know, I don't blame them because they, they haven't been outside of their uh, safe zone. Um, I'm traveling to Connecticut right now. We have our medical firm up there, and I'm, I have a board meeting. And we're outside of New Haven, Connecticut. It's in Wallingford. Oh, yeah. And um, 
we have a police officer uh, over two and a half years ago, uh, one in the second shift and one in the third shift. They have to walk our employees outside uh, to the cars because we have tons of MS-13s all around there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, they, and the MS-13s are going to the people, of course, and you know, tell them for protection when you're going to have to pay me to be protected from me. Um, if you haven't witnessed that type of stuff, it's kind of hard for them to understand. So I guess I'm trying to be a little bit more open-minded. But think of it this way. Chicago just voted for a lunatic who is as bad or worse than Lori Lightfoot after they've already seen the destruction and are living it. Like, it's not somebody from Wilkes-Barre who's being naive. Well, it's people well, actually living it, voting for these you're clowns. Hitting the, you're hitting on the nose, so that makes me wonder how this works. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I can't. I, I, yeah. I've been all over the country, and I've seen... <laughs> I don't, I'm dumbfounded by this type of stuff. I just don't, I, you know, I'm a grandfather and, I'm, you know, I'm a father and all stuff. I, I, I feel for my kids and my grandkids. They just, they got to get outside. They got to see the stuff. It's just look at common sense. I don't know. They don't teach it and you got to have some of it inside you. And if you don't stand there and start keep preaching like you do now and to keep our ears open, we got, we got no chance out there. That's, that's where I'm going with this. I, I, I don't know. I, I appreciate somebody like you on a show that does this type of stuff. And we can have some humor, but at the same time, this is serious. We're talking oh, yeah. about Donald Trump getting in trouble for this, and we got no other major problems in this country. Everything's perfect. So we can, we can spend time on this type of thing. And where's this guy getting his money? Where's yeah. the DA getting his money yeah. to prosecute this? George Soros and, and the taxpayers of Manhattan. Well, and, you, and New York, York by the way, and New York State and federal government. <laughs> yes. You were commissioner. Did you guys a lot, a certain amount of money for the yep. sheriff's departments and all that type of stuff? Yes. I mean, but so where's this? Is this they're in debt, and yet we can spend this kind of money. So where's it coming from? <laughs> Whatever taxpayers they can grab it from. It's crazy. Stuff. I don't know. All I know is you you better be paying your taxes so we can take care we can take care of the, all the rest of the countries, all the rest of the world too. Make sure you keep paying your taxes. That's all I can tell you. And, and Kirk, um, we're, we're just hearing. Not, never mind Nancy Pelosi's own husband being ki- almost killed by her own policies and her own failures. But a guy named Bob Lee in San Francisco. I got a bunch of information on that. He was stabbed to death in San Francisco, this, this uh, promising tech executive and founder of, of, a, of something called Cash App, dead. Okay. Just killed on the streets, mugged on the streets, and they don't care to prosecute these people. So why was he on the streets? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, I, mean, I know. We shouldn't, we shouldn't think we can be. <laughs> I know. I mean, shame on us. We want to live here. I just... What does it take to wake somebody up, though? It's the same thing we've all been talking about. Until it happens in your backyard, you don't notice it. That's yeah. all I can say. I, I don't. Well, remember that girl out in San Francisco that got shot? Um, uh, it was a ricochet shot. This is probably uh, three, four oh, yeah. years ago. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, illegal alien, and, sure. Well, her fa- they were extreme liberals. Her father's on the other side of the, other side of the tracks now. Yeah. Now, you know, he's preaching this type of stuff. It's sad that you have to lose a life before people wake up. Unreal. Well, Kirk, thanks right. for keeping it real on this show. We appreciate it always. Drive safe and be safe when you get up to Connecticut, would you? Yeah. I'll call you when I get there. Make sure I'm all right, okay? <laughs> all right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Kirk. We'll take a break, come back with the weather, and we got some calls we got to get to.
Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, partly sunny to start, then cloudy and breezy with afternoon scattered showers and maybe some rumbles of thunder today. High of 65. Tonight, as Passover begins, scattered thunderstorms, low of 57. Tomorrow, scattered showers ending by evening, high of 65. Friday, some sun, breezy, cooler, high of 57. Saturday, partly sunny, high of 55. And our dear friend Lisa at the front desk, she's passed along to me something I overlooked, so I've got to mention it, and it's important to mention, this Sunday... For those of the Orthodox Christian faith, is Palm Sunday. Uh, so I, I want you to be aware of that. Palm Sunday this week, and I hope you will remind me again next week so I don't forget to mention that it is Orthodox uh, Easter Sunday as well. And a reminder again, it's Cutie's birthday. So it's a, it's a, a big day. Uh, I, I, I've got something on this Satan club that I want to talk about, but I, you guys are on the phone. I got to talk to you first. Uh, let's go to Kat from Archibald. Hey, Kat. Hi. How you doing, Bob? I'm great, I my want, darling. I want to say that no one is above the law, but then nobody should be a target of the law. Yeah. You know, when they're acting under the color of law, to deprive someone of their rights. I mean, I think that there was no coherent legal theory in that whole indictment. He was not put on notice of what even the crime was. Yep. And then the abuse of the process, how do you bring a motion to dismiss if you don't know what the crime is? Well, on the good side, Cat, <laughs> he's going to be required to file a bill of particulars to lay out exactly what that crime is that uh, <laughs> elevates all those misdemeanors to felonies. Right, because the essential elements weren't even put in the indictment. Nope. We need the essential elements yep. telling us what the crime was. Because it's incoherent to me. I don't see a legal theory in the whole thing. It, it, this it, is it all literally, like should be quashed. You know what? You would make a great lawyer because you saw the truth in a document that's basically a full-out lie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't find no legal theory, Bob. You're, you're right. You you're right. And, and, and by the way, that's the, the clearest I've heard it laid out <laughs> of anybody. So, Kat... If I ever get in trouble again, I'm calling on you. Thank you, my darling. All right. Joe from Sawyersville. How are you, Joe? How you doing, Bob? Bob, there was a, a state Supreme Court race yesterday in, in Wisconsin between a liberal and a conservative. Yes. The, 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 the liberal one, and now the Democrat. She's not a liberal. She's sick in the head, but go ahead. Well, all right. She is, I call her a liberal, and she, with her election, the Democrats now control the, uh, uh, the, the courts in Wisconsin. So, is there any lessons there for the Republican Party? Yeah, stop getting outspent five to one. Well, uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, Joe, we've had this discussion before. Okay. Joe, if the people who have money mm -hmm. are outspending Republicans and conservatives five to one, they want something. They want control. They want power. 
They don't want justice. They don't want something good. They don't want something kumbaya. They want something for their money. And if it doesn't give you concern that the left has gathered all of this money for lunatics to be elected, I, I, I just I, there, there's no way I can reach you. There just well, isn't. Well, about. If the Republicans can't get money you know, to, to run their race, you can tell they're very bad candidates. This is a moderate country. The Republican guy was party. already a Supreme Court justice. The, the, these are not moderates elected in, in Wisconsin and Chicago. These are well, not moderates. Denver, a different story. The two moderates came out ahead for mayor in, in that race, that runoff. But, but Joe, Joe, when well, big money is there... Yeah. Watch out, little guy. That's all I'll tell you. And and I, you're not getting it yet, Joe, but I pray you do. Wayne from Ireland, how are you? Very good, Robert. How, how are you doing today? Great. I'm glad your roast went well and they didn't roast it too overdone. <laughs> oh, no, it was heavy. <laughs> it was heavy duty, but it was funny. That's good. That's all. Lungs and humor. humor. That's right. Okay. Okay, here's my comment. Uh, just imagine, okay, in this uh, investigation here, if uh, Trump slept with a transvestite, would they be pushing all this? <laughs> <laughs> would they be pushing all this, do you uh, think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should have been at the roast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. Appreciate it very much, my friend. And let's go to Clive before commercial. He's in Beaumont. How are you, Clive? Good, uh, Bob. This election yesterday in Wisconsin should wave the red flags for the Republicans. Once again, they got shellacked. And this lady that won resoundingly 55 to 45 is beyond liberal. She's a leftist. Yeah. And apparently the issue was primary issue was abortion. OK, no surprise there. Uh-huh. But apparently with the tilting of the court now to the Democrats, it will result in a uh, gerrymandering. And the Republicans estimate they'll lose two U.S. House seats out there. So I, this is a pretender of things to come and the Republicans better wake up. Uh, because oh, yeah. 2024 is going to well, be look, here. And we have the example of what happened in Pennsylvania. Republican voters, conservative voters, more importantly, did not pay attention to the courts. And we're going to have a Supreme Court candidate on tomorrow, but they didn't pay attention to the courts. They didn't go out and vote. They didn't support. They didn't give money. And the left-wing lunatics took over and completely ignored the Pennsylvania Constitution going into the 2020 election. It's, it's, there's real consequences. Well, no, there aren't consequences because they ignored the Constitution. No, no, I mean to people. Was... I mean to people, not oh, to them. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Uh, you, know, it, it, you know, two callers ago, the gentleman said people better wake up. I don't think they're going to wake up. And when you see the results of an election like this one in Wisconsin yesterday, it tells me that people are okay with what the Democrats yeah. are doing, at least the majority, where they wouldn't vote this way. And look at Chicago, 55 to 45. Oh. Now, and by the way, both were Democrats. Like a, a Republican, meaning a true conservative, wasn't even in the race. And Chicago voted for someone who is left 
of Lori Lightfoot. And they are going to reap the whirlwind. That's the sad part. Well, the sad part is all these shootings and killings and, and whatnot going on. Apparently, people out there are okay with it where they vote other yeah. than what, how they're doing. Yeah, I just don't get it. Well, I'm losing sympathy for them. That's for sure. Clive, thank you oh, so I much am. as always, my friend. Sure, Bob. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Bob Kadar with you. W-I-L-K. The uh, Club for Common Sense is still in session. We're back. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Gerard. So we're going to go now from the ridiculous, which is the Trump indictment, to the sublime. Uh, I got sent information. I mentioned it early in the show about the after-school Satan Club. And the Saucon Valley School District, after initially allowing the after-school Satan Club to meet, rescinded that permission. And so the ACLU, which doesn't do... They don't do the law anymore. They do the left only. Like, they're not representing the Nazis in Skokie, Illinois. They've gone completely off the reservation. They're as sick and twisted as the Democrat Party. They don't represent freedom. They don't represent freedom of speech. They've, they've opted out of that. Unless, unless it's left-wing. So somebody texted him, Bob, I'd like to circle back to the after school with Satan Club. Now, <laughs> if you somehow think this is a good idea, I can't help you. Okay? I, I, I literally can't help you. We've, we can never have a meeting of the minds. They continue. The Satanic Temple, which runs these programs, they're calling themselves after Satan. Doesn't actually worship Satan. They just say they do. Okay. They stand up against hypocrisy carried out under the banner of religious freedom. Then why don't they say hypocrisy and religion club? Why don't they call it the hypocrisy and religion club? I would join. No, they call it the Satan Club, and the Satanic Temple sponsors it. Are you kidding me? As we finish today, with just as we began, tradition. As we prepare to celebrate the Passover tonight, Fiddler on the Roof, we honor Joseph Martaccio, Daniel Mott, Louis D'Angelo, Nelson Clymer. We lost them all. Veterans all. End of April, the end of March, early April. And one special shout out Sister Martin Michaela Pauline Rodko, originally from Wilkesbury a missionary sister of Mother of God for 61 years. She passed away at the age of 81, March 10th, 
2023, and I noticed it, and I love nuns. So, I mean, I, I had to, it just came to me. So we honor all of them, their service, their lives. Blessed and happy Passover to my Jewish friends. Great and happy and blessed Easter week and Orthodox Palm Sunday, this Sunday. Blessed and happy Ramadan. We will be back tomorrow, God willing. You guys have a great afternoon. We'll finish with tradition. Go YLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.